Welcome back to the Matt Podcast. I'm Wes. And I'm John. Let's jump right into part two of our conversation with Rodrigo. So what's interesting about this part is we're learning a little bit more about Rodrigo finding himself in the process of being a performer and actor and comedian and also musician as well. So it's really interesting to hear the evolution of himself as a performer and how he found himself within that. All right, here we go. going to be like bring you have to bring an idea which a lot in in the acting world it's kind of like that it's like you're coming today Mm. you have to bring one idea and i i always get so i feel this pressure all the time of being like really i have to okay like right and sometimes i feel like my idea sucks um but with music it's so open and i love right i love uh i love the idea of being able to mess up and trying something out right that's that's fantastic because even a lot of the folks that we work with in, in in sort of our context, it's that that's what we always say, you know, like with music, there's no there's no right way to do it. Yeah. Right. It's just like even when you mentioned getting that beat machine and just having that little beat that you just kind of kept in the back for a little while. It's just like, you know, the idea of just creating something in general and having that there and then, you know, using that to build off of later or, or not or just having that yeah. that cathartic process in itself of just being creative for a few minutes yeah mm-hmm. and and music's so like um satisfying like that because you can get it back so quickly right like you right. create a beat and then you listen to the beat and it's like oh that's actually kind of cool yeah i'm um, not gonna lie like there's been a couple of moments where I'll, i will ask someone mm. to record like be like send me something like whatever like if you want to add something they add something and then it doesn't I, it doesn't sound the best mm. or it just doesn't add anything to the right, song right and then i don't put it in and then later on they're like yo <laughs> like <laughs> I, I spent a good afternoon yeah, on that yeah, and you didn't use yeah. it and i'll be like i know i'm sorry it just yeah. didn't really do much for the song and then yeah. but there are those moments so yeah there's that's the, just the way it is it's and, all it's all part of it for mm-hmm, sure and i think mm-hmm. that you know it's funny you should say that about the acting thing because i feel like your approach to to creating music just ends up being so conducive to people coming up with great things because they don't their their hand isn't forced to create something. You're just like, hey, be yourself. Let's have some fun with it. Totally open space. And yeah. then when people are able to just kind of not really stress about it and just be creative and in the moment, then that's when you just you have these amazing results. And so um you know, it doesn't surprise me. And also what I was going to say is everyone that you work with, whether they're comedians or actors or musicians, like these people do it for a living. So yeah. it's also, you know, um, very talented. Also, yeah. Yeah. Very talented. So it's like, obviously, because they're so skilled at what they do anyway, chances are whatever ideas they come up with are probably going to sound good. So this is also just like very conducive to the creative process. Right. Yeah. There's uh... for the most part. Yeah, I mean, a, a good example would be uh, Simeon Abbott, who does the keys. Right. Uh, he plays keys in Jar Hands, man. He played keys at the live show. He's an amazing composer uh, and writer. And one time he came up with this, like, boy band-esque uh, synth uh, song, like okay. an instrumental. I got my hands on it, um, and I made a, a boy band, like, Backstreet type of song called mm-hmm. sad right. dad right <laughs> and i had i made it and everything 
and then I, I, this was a while later, and I, I was like, oh, this would be a good Fog and Laser song. And I sent it back to him, and then he had said, you know what, that synth that I made, it's being used for something else now. So Interesting. do you mind not using the instrument, mm. like the stuff that I made? And I said, okay, I'm sure I can like do something with the lyrics and the and whatever that I that I recorded, and just not use the instrumental. And uh, Nick Rose, who is also in Dwayne Gretzky, unreal singer. He's got this like Paul Simon type of mm. voice, and I thought it would be really fun to make Sad Dad into this acoustic song, like a really mellow acoustic right. song. Mm-hmm. So I asked him if he would sing it and perform it at the live show. Yeah. And he nailed it. It was just, he it was made amazing. It, he made it really into funny. its own thing. Yeah. And I was like, that's what that turned into. And now that's what that is. Yeah. Right. I was like, I, if I hadn't had, if I hadn't had recorded those lyrics on top of Simeon's weird synth track, we wouldn't have had that. So I don't know. It just transformed into this thing where I'm like, Nick, uh, here are the lyrics. Can you do something with this? Right. And Nick was like, oh yeah. Yeah, I can. But it's just that's kind of the fun of it, where you're, you know, you're giving all these perf- amazing performers uh, free range to just kind of play around, and that's what everybody kind of wants at the end of the day. I feel yeah, is just yeah. like I'm never gonna, uh, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna say like don't play that mm. um, because I just know that you're gonna come up with something that's best for the performance. You know, right. that's kind of what I am with you. Like I'm, I've never really been like John, don't play that. It's more just like, John will play something, you know, and if you don't have anything, it's okay not to play something. Then, right. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I find too, especially in a band. Mm-hmm. I'm like, everybody doesn't have to play something. Yeah, for sure. If you feel like you can't contribute at that moment or if it doesn't add anything, it's okay to, you know, sit down and take a break for a little bit. Yeah, 100%. And and for sure, like another another positive with that that group dynamic and it's a it's a fluid group too right like people sort of come in and out depending on who's available and things like that but it's one thing actually i I think it just reiterates the theme of 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 you know who you are how you create and the vibe that you bring to like the playing of of the music is i think people are also really good at knowing when to not do something or yeah. like playing something and being like, what do you think? And if people go, mm, I'm not sure. And you go, yeah, you're right. I, I, I won't play that. You know, that's like all, all part of the process, which I think is also just um, a very cool aspect to it. But um, so here's a question for you. And maybe we can like uh, we can use this to, to send it home today. Wes and I always like to ask this question mm-hmm. when we do groups and also when we do um, our podcasts and everything like that. Um, this is a really heavy duty question. Just kidding. No. What what music are you listening to? Yeah. What kind of music are you listening to? Oh, or wow. Like, so like right now, or what do you find that like, what are some of your go-tos? And I um, know a bit of this because I've known you forever, but uh, I'd be curious to know even like what you're listening to right now. Right now? Well, we were talking about vinyls earlier. We were, The yeah. last vinyl that I bought was Mac Miller. Mm, cool. Um, I, I really got into Mac Miller because I really got into Anderson Pack. Right. Um. And then, uh, yeah, and then I started listening to Mac Miller, and I find his, like, groove in his style was so, uh, I think it's also like that, like, Thundercat was in there, mm-hmm. that whole right. crew, mm-hmm. and just those, like, bass lines, mm-hmm. and, like, mm-hmm. just their their grooves are so good, and his, his lyrics on top of that 
I don't know what it is, but they just hit me Mm -hmm. very, very hard. Right. And I find that once I find an artist like that, I'm like, I'm going to listen to everything they've ever done. (laughs) Um, But I've been listening to that. I've been listening to him and I've been listening to, um, what was the other thing? I mean, I listened to a lot of classic albums. Right. Uh, I was, I was listening to, uh, yeah, Mac Miller and I want to say, uh, the Allman Brothers has always oh, been, yeah, the Allman Brothers yeah. has always been a thing for me, but, um, yeah, it's like Mac Miller, the Allman Brothers yeah. and, uh, a lot of nineties grunge. Cool. I've been really just pumping a lot of nineties grunge. That's like, awesome. Like, like one hit wonders nineties grunge. Okay. 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 Yeah. That, uh, that, that checks out. Uh, even beforehand, actually, before we started recording, we were talking about different live performances, mm-hmm. and you, you, I think, in basically one breath, you you mentioned Pearl Jam, Drake, Usher, Alanis Morissette, Bare Naked Ladies. Um, I don't know, Outcast, Outcast, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. even right there, like obviously that's a little bit different because they're live performances, but uh, you know, you seem to you seem to really just be quite open to a variety of different styles of music and artists, which is awesome. I am fully proud to say that I am a concert whore. <laughs> I am a concert whore to the absolute max. Right. And uh, yeah, if anything, I've learned in the past two years, just take advantage of any performer yeah. that you want to see live and support them. And uh, mostly because, yeah, performers, they don't make a lot of money. Right. Even the successful ones that you see working all the time, they don't make a lot of money. That's why you see them all the time because yeah. they have to do it. <laughs> yeah. You see these like, it, yeah, that's what it is. You see these like, it, it, they probably do have a nice stash because they've been working for so long. Right. But um, when you see someone who's, you know, still touring or whatever, it's because like that's what they do and like that's their job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, uh, I'm going to see Rage Against the Machine on Saturday. Nice. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I think I'd like, which is the reason why I do so many different genres on yeah. fog and lasers is just, I'd like, I'd like all types of music, even country. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. I think I mm-hmm. like everything as long as it's, um, as long as it like hits you a certain way. Right. Um, well, I, about- I would be curious to know too, like do you like like comedy music? Like, what are some of your favorite like Weird Al? Like, Weird Al. I, oh, I think course. that's why I I yeah. did. Uh, I I think that's why I. It's weird because when you're first starting out in anything, like when I first started out, like John and I started, we were in a band together for a little while, and I felt after a while I was like, this isn't my calling. Mm-hmm. Like, this right. isn't what I think I'm gonna be doing because mm-hmm. I wanted to get into comedy and acting. Yeah. And I said, okay, I'm going to, if I'm going to be an actor, I got to go for it. And I just got to go and do it. And it started going, I started doing it. And then after a little while, I was like, wait, I'm good at, like the comedy thing is happening with it. So I was like, I'll blend those two. And then after a while, it was like the thing that separated me from in live shows was that I, whenever I would sing or like kind of do a musical thing, I was pretty good at it. Like right. I was good and I would stand out in shows and I was good at like, you know, like giving a little melody or something. And then I was like, maybe I should start uh, singing again. And then I started, uh, I, I went into another project called Falling Androids with 
uh, Chris Rennick, who's right. a, a part of Fog and Lasers. And we did that for a little bit. And it felt good, but it still felt, felt I'm not going to say empty. It just felt like it wasn't what I was pursuing musically because that's what you're trying to do is you're like what represents what I'm really trying mm-hmm. to do right mm-hmm. and uh one day we just ended up yeah coming up with uh whip your dick and tits out and it just hit like we were like sitting there going oh my god and I immediately went I want to make more songs like this like right. I want to do this right. over and over and I want to make more and at around that time uh, around that time, my friend Robin Hatch was in Dwayne Gretzky at the time, and I uh, I was working with her at Hot Docs Film Festival, and she just by chance had said, "Hey, uh, I'm doing a show on new I'm doing a show on New Year's with Dwayne Gretzky. Do you want to come and sing a song?" And I said, "Sure. What song?" And she's like, "Live in La Vida Loca." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> which to me, I thought. It's a funny, it's a funny, like for me, it would be a funny song to do. People would like it. And I, you know, I could do that. I can Mm -hmm. do that song. Right. Mm -hmm. And I did it and it was, you know, it went over great. People were cheering. And I thought, this is the way I'm Mm -hmm. supposed to perform. Right. This is my, Mm -hmm. this is my voice in Mm -hmm. this. Like, I just felt like taking myself too seriously and pushing the, no, 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 I need to, this is what I need to be like as a singer was just the wrong take on it. It was like, what energy do I give off to people? Like, that's the way I'm like, that's what people are enjoying. So like, let's keep doing this. And I was enjoying it too. I felt like at the end of the day, it was just this, you know, um, it was like a, a, a party happening where everybody was getting something out of it. And as a performer, I look and I look at that when I go see performers now. Um, but yeah, that was it, and that's how that started. And like, it just turned into something where I was like, yeah, I want to make some comedy music. And I kept doing it at shows; people were liking it. But like what I just said, with that's what I wanted to give off as a performer, and I value that when I see different performers doing that. Um, one show that I actually did see a month ago in Syracuse was Paul McCartney. Wow. And that was probably one of the biggest moments for me because I, I mean, I've always, I've, everybody loves the Beatles. Like that's a thing, you mm-hmm. know, sure. like everybody mm-hmm. likes mm-hmm. the Beatles who, but at the end of the day, I, we went there and within the first three songs, I was like, Oh, he's here with us. Like right. he's not just mm-hmm. this isn't just like the machine of of Paul McCartney that you're seeing. Like mm-hmm. all of his musicians in his band had the biggest smiles mm-hmm. on their faces. Right. They loved playing with Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney loved being there. He was talking to people and like uh giving off this vibe of like, oh, we're all here. No, 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 no. We're all here for the next three hours. Mm-hmm. And everyone right. was like, Oh my god! Like I'm bawling at, yeah. at times. Right. I heard. I heard when the second I heard "Can't Buy Me Love," mm. a song that I think all of us have heard thousands yeah. of times, yeah. right? Yeah, still hit me so hard because I was listening to Paul McCartney do it at oh, that moment. Cool. But I was like, I was like, that's what it is, right there. Like he was there with us at that moment, singing it, and he, you know, no matter how far I was in the in the crowd, he was still like, I felt like he was singing it to me, right? You know? um, 
But it's stuff like that where I'm like, that's the type of performer that people aim to be where you're like, right. I want to make people feel like that. Right. I want to make people feel like, you know, the, the energy that I'm giving off is this is the real me. So that's right. what you're kind of searching for is like, who is that? Like, am I, why am I constantly trying to find or constantly trying to find the person I want to be? Meanwhile, I've been there all along. I'm a, you know, I, I, I'm a funny guy where I, you know, have been in these bands and I can write a funny song and it's like, just do that for a little bit and see what happens. And people will value that and mm -hmm, be like, mm -hmm. that's the energy that we want from you. And I, I actually think, uh, I mean, it took a I'd say it, it takes a while to find that when you're a performer. Right. But once you do find that, it's just, if you can really just contribute in your community like that, it, oh, it'll make everything your your life will be better and right. and even for yourself then like what do you value most about performing like it being in front of people what do you get get from it what do you take away from it like just from your own uh learning about yourself mm. making mistakes and being okay with making mistakes is something that i i think every a lot of co comics do it all the time like i said where you're like oh i bombed but mm -hmm. you know i learned a couple of things out of it but i feel like that's a, a true life lesson is just you know nothing's ever going to be perfect and mm -hmm. just right. keep making you know out of 10 mistakes one thing's gonna you're gonna right. learn something mm -hmm. and you're gonna mm -hmm. get something right but um i like the energy of uh, going to a place, trying something out, trying a new idea mm. out. Like tonight, I have this idea that I've never done. And I'm like, I messaged my friend Adam about it. And I was like, what do you think if I do this? And he was like, oh, that sounds so dumb. Do it. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. But like, that's kind of why I'm doing it. I'm not right. doing it for a paycheck. It's yeah. not like I'm yeah. going into it being like, well, I, you know, I'm going to get some cash out of this. No, I'm not getting it because it's, it's not going to be broadcast. It's mm -hmm. I'm going because I want... And at the end of the day, it's nice to get attention, but <laughs> uh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, it's yeah. true. But but it's the thing is though, and, and for for how I'm hearing you speak about it, really the word that comes to mind is is genuine. You mm. know, like you are even the fact that you alluded to, yeah, you know, like I also don't mind the attention. It's all it's all very genuine. It's all this is all just like very much you. And it's so amazing that you have been able to find that. And I would say like the Paul Paul McCartney, um, you're the same as Paul McCartney. No, uh, <laughs> no, but actually, oh my though, God. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, you both have great voices, but no, uh, like so. So what you're describing with Paul McCartney is he was just genuinely himself. And, and that was a part of what you appreciated it, appreciated about the show. And then at the same time, you're like very skilled performer, very skilled songwriter. And that comes just from the lifetime of experience that he has. And that's a similar trajectory to what you were describing where you're like, you know, yeah, we played in a band when we were, when we were younger. And I absolutely remember having conversations with you, especially as you started to get more and more into acting where you're like, I think the thing I'm realizing is it's not as much about being a singer as it is performing loving the performing side of things, you know, yeah. and for you to kind of go through that process of identifying that, identifying sort of, you know, acting and comedy and how those that there's like a healthy marriage, there a nice marriage between those two things. And then how the music almost like 
sort of went to the back burner, but then it was also so part of the process, but then it kind of found its way back. And so, you know, through this whole process, you, you find yourself and that also allows you to genuinely be yourself. And I think that that's also the marker of a great performer and someone that people want to watch, but then also why I think people specifically like to watch you and appreciate your performances and your creative uh, performances like music and acting and all those things too is because you are genuinely able to be yourself and I think that's a, I think that's amazing and I applaud you for it because it's like oh, not thanks. an easy thing to do and it's so amazing that you sort of arrived at that conclusion for yourself you know I mean yeah and also you're just con you're just constantly you're you're constantly learning and you're constantly like I said you're just constantly making mistakes and being like oh okay cool so right this is uh, this didn't work out, but you're nobody's perfect. Exactly, you're, you're just always going to be learning from, especially performers. Yeah. Um, and if and it's and it really is uh something where from the performers that I admire, I I look at them and I say, um, I I say like this stuff isn't. This stuff isn't like a oh I'm gonna give myself like ten years to do this. It's right. like no, this is this is like the life you chose, mm -hmm. um, and you know I do okay. Like I do, I get you know I I work, I get to create, but at the end of the day, it's not like you know I'm never going going home going where where's the next one coming from or mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you know where. Uh, what's the next bit that's going to make me famous or something like right. that. It's more just like, like I said, like sometimes it comes, sometimes it, it doesn't, mm -hmm. but at the, I get to do this and it's, you know, that's kind of the best part is like, uh, you call yourself an artist or, a, or whatever it is, a performer, but like, it's just what you do. Right. And, and, you know, just in that same vein, just the ability to be present, right? When you're on stage or when you're performing or when you're with people in that space, like even you, you mentioned that Paul McCartney story, um, just being there with people and being present and not thinking about the next thing, not worrying about whatever's coming next because you're just kind of there, you know, creating or performing. Or yeah, be, or you don't know together. what's going to happen at yeah. those moments. Like yeah. like I said, like just uh, you can make mistakes, like mm -hmm. be on stage, just be with, there with mm -hmm. those people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I've been guilty of that where at a show I'll be like I'll just do like three things that I know will probably go over well right. I've been doing them for the last year yeah. and now I'm like Fuck. like it just doesn't make me feel good at mm -hmm. the end of the day I, I walk out of there going I didn't really learn anything I just kind of did the same shit right. that mm -hmm. I've been doing so now it's like going to try this thing out and if it works it works if it doesn't I'll do it again six more times and see. But, <laughs> um, well, but yeah, it's it really is about being present mm. and, uh, like I said, the performers that are always there um, with the audience are the ones that I admire, and I'm like, I want to be like that, mm -hmm. right? No and matter that, how long it takes. Yeah, and, right. and those are the best shows, right? Like when yeah. when when something like that really uh, hits home and is memorable. So, well, hey. Thanks for being present with us today. Yeah, appreciate um, it. Oh, we, this was a great chat. Yeah, we appreciate your time and, and obviously uh, some really cool stories. Where do you guys send the check? <laughs> <laughs> it's well, that's uh, jobs department. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll we'll get back to those you. Pearl Jam tickets are pretty expensive. <laughs> so. 
Daddy needs a Pro Jam ticket. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thanks so much, man. Uh, it's It was awesome to just hear you talk about the whole mm-hmm. process and just the process of you finding yourself within this as well, which, mm-hmm. again, is really, truly remarkable. And I think that um, I don't think that as many people are able to they may not be as mindful of it and therefore they may not be able to achieve that and it sounds like you are just very mindful of yourself within this process and and as a performer and things like that and and it's just really it's just really amazing for you to have found that footing and again this is this is what's really cool is because i've known you for for so long is is i've sort of been able to observe this as like a like a bystander sort of like someone from the from the side but i've been able to also sort of engage whether it's seeing you perform or being a part of the performance so uh, again i just applaud you for that and i'm so happy that you're you're at that moment yeah and um i mean i i also think a lot of it has to do with opportunity and luck Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. not just right i i just happen to uh be in the right communities and uh and you know learn stuff from those communities where i was like okay so Mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna perform where people go see performers you know yeah um but and that's all just part of the process right Mm -hmm. and and also though like it is um it's great that you acknowledge the fact that there are some of those variables too but also like you know because of how mindful you are of the process and how you know you're just like trying to learn and, and really just ultimately better yourself i think that's also where those opportunities come from too yeah and i just want you to know as well that um this flattery is your payment there's actually going to be no paycheck <laughs> we're just i'm just as really, long as really... i can hit just one peruvian boy uh <laughs> you know uh, inspire a yeah. Peruvian boy right right uh, somewhere, then it's all worth. Well, it. this is perfect because we actually this, as this long podcast, as I can hit a Peruvian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you could, that's where we'll that end, end the episode. To, yeah. 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 <laughs> then it's all worth it. So really, at the end of the Rodrigo, day, Rodrigo, the abuser. Yeah, are you a young Peruvian boy? Because watch out, <laughs> Rodrigo's looking for you. Um, no, and that works out because we actually just broadcast this podcast in Peru exclusively. <laughs> so, so probably there's a there's a pretty That's high really likelihood funny. that one Peruvian boy will hear this and then ultimately be very scared for his life. Right. Yeah. No, but thanks again, man. Really appreciate it, and uh, you know, love you very much, and uh, thanks so much for being with us. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah. Talk. Yeah.